Cameras. I look good. I look good. All right, man. I don't want them. I don't yeah, want them roasting me in the right YouTube now. comments. I hit you right after. Yeah. <laughs> they only roast Donnie. That's the only person. <laughs> they be killing. Donnie. I don't need them roasting sessions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they be killing my dog, man. They be killing. Only because huh? they only they. It's like my audience, and they like they want to hear me more and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. I love Donnie on the show. Yeah, yeah. I love. It. I I never not have her. Yeah. I mean, we do one on ones, but right. you ready? How the jacket? The jacket look? Do I need to bring it down? No, nah, that's your look. I don't think I've ever seen you without the jacket. Really? <laughs> I was thinking about not wearing it, but I was like, "Do you?" Um, yeah. I mean, I can't see the other ones, but should be cool. But they good though, right? Yeah. Super clean focus. All right. All right. You ready? All right, cool, cool. All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find the dopest people that do the dopest stuff. And it's very interesting because um, today's guest has been uh, educating me and I was just sharing with you. I don't think we've had... Um, let, me, let, me, let me back it up. Let me think, let me think. I don't know if we've ever had a techie on the show. Someone that's like built and sold an app for sure, no one has built and sold nothing. Right, right, right. Techno technology based, but um, yeah, you're definitely the first um, app developer. Maybe, ooh, I'll be mad if somebody be like, "Yo, I did it." But <laughs> I anyway, was on, I was on that joint before that. Oh, for sure. But you're the first person to teach me because this was uh, maybe a year ago. Yeah, a year, year, yeah, about a year ago. Um, we sat down. Shout out to Marco Russell. Um, he connected us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shout out to Markwell, man. Yeah, That's my boy. Shout out to Markwell. But yeah. for those that don't know, uh, it, like introduce yourself to the people so we can get this thing going because I got mad questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on, everybody? I'm Justin Burrs. I'm the founder of Maestro, which is an online course platform. Uh, I've actually, interestingly enough, been in the tech space only for the past eight years. Yeah. yeah. Only? That's a long only time, eight bro. eight years, yeah. I mean, I've only been a full-time entrepreneur for nine nine. Yeah. Full-time yeah, entrepreneur for nine years. But see, what you got to understand is like a lot of people who are in this field of technology, like developing software, doing those things, like they've been in the game for, I found, you know, most of their life or mm. they went through college and they have some level, even if they dropped out of college, they've had some level of experience. Me, I just kind of got into it about eight years ago. Mm, so when you say you got into, what were you doing before? So first of all, I'm going to fast forward, then we'll rewind. Yeah. Um, give me some of the stuff you did in the space, because you built, you built two, you sold both of them. You sold two apps that you developed, right? Well, I sold one. So, one so I sold one, and I currently have Maestro. You currently have yeah. Maestro. It was something else you were telling me that you developed where, or it was a part of the other software. Yeah, so we so we actually, before that, well, you call them apps, right? <laughs> That's what most people- know, bro. No, just out here. Bro, most people call them apps. It's right. like, really what I do is call, it's called SaaS. So it's called software as a service. So most people know what is software. Apps are the things that are on your phone. Gotcha. I mostly deal in like the, you know, what we call like the cloud computing space, which is mostly, you know, like uh, where people use these apps on their desktop computers. You could use them on your phone, but mostly they're, they're known as software as a service. Gotcha. Software as a service. Yeah. So it's a software that serves who, whatever client. Yeah, whatever market you want. Us, yeah. we serve, you know, uh, 
we serve like small business owners mostly right, right. who use like we, we're mostly like a marketing kind of software technology. So got you, got you. So for one, I don't feel like I have the brain for it. You know what I mean? Like right. stuff don't compute, no pun intended. It doesn't compute with me like <laughs> right, that. Like right. when you you start talking about the nanotechs and putting all this stuff together. So have you always been, even before you started this field of study, were you always like kind of like the technological person? Bro, no, no, that wasn't that wasn't me. No? <laughs> no, man. Where, where I actually started is interesting, man. Like, you know, I always tell people like most people, when 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 you get out of co- when you get out of high school, right? Most people in high school, it's like you're trying to define your life story. You know, you go, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. I want to be all these things. Me, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I didn't even go front. I I mean, and I and I didn't want to force it either. Like, that was the thing. Like, I didn't want to force it. Uh, I didn't want to put myself in a position because I saw so many people doing things that they really didn't want to do with their life. So uh, in that regards, I didn't realize at the time I was like making a really good decision, kind of waiting. Right. Um, and so fast forward, I kind of worked a bunch of jobs, hopping from this job to that job. You know, my friends used to make best. They used to say, we're going to see when Justin going to get fired again. Really? That was, yeah, that was me, man. Like, you were I, that was guy. Like, I was that guy. Horrible employee, everything. That was me, bro. Mm. Um, and I was hopping. I mean, I didn't even have, you know, some people, they go into a field and they stay in that field. Yeah. Bro, I was just hopping around, whatever, whoever. <laughs> Man, whoever gave me a job, I was that was official for me. Like that was like I was just in. I was like, okay, pay how much? Okay, I don't care what it is, we gonna do it. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. And and so what happened is is um I remember I was a loan officer. I don't know how I got I was fired about a month after that. I couldn't survive that game. Uh did you go to college? No, I didn't. No, you didn't try to go to college. You know what? Here's the thing. I always tell people, like, you know how some people say, man, I didn't go to college because I couldn't get the funding. This is a true story. I didn't go to college because I didn't think I was smart enough to go to college. Mm. That's how bad it was for me. I didn't think I was good enough to go to college. I didn't even try. Like, (laughs) I didn't even try to get the loads. It wasn't. And my mom, she was pushing me to go, hey, you need to go do something with your life. And I was like, I just don't feel compelled to you know, get all these loans because I don't even know what I want to do with my life, right? And so fast forward, what happened is, is I was fired from this job. I was fired from this job. I was fired from this job. And then I landed in this sales job that really just shifted the whole thing for me. Right. Uh, you know, and I met this dude named Mike, right? Shout out to Mike, man. I hope I'm going to Mike mm-hmm. this. But Mike was like my greatest mentor, right? He was this really cool, old school black dude, Walked around, you know, with this, like he he was just on it. He was one of the greatest salespeople I had ever met in my life. Mm. Where and were you working at this point? This was a company called USA. It was a cell phone company. Cell phone USA. Company. Gotcha. How old yeah, were you? Yeah. And at the time I was 20. Yeah, I was probably about 20. Gotcha. Okay. I was 20. So I was, you know, I was just young. He was like, look, I'm going to give you a chance. He said, you're going to be selling cell phones. And I didn't know, again, I just got the job because it was paying. He right, said, right. he's like, commissions. That was the first time I literally heard commit the word commission. The word commission. The word commission. I was like, what is that? Oh, okay. If I make some side money, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what commission meant for me was you actually make some side money. Mm-hmm. But I was, I just wanted the hourly. That's what my mind was at. My mindset was at the time. So I got this job and he sat me in the office. He said, Justin, I want to tell you something. 
He said, come here, come here, come here. Because, you know, you're young, man. Your, 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 your mind is still young and you ain't set in your ways yet. He said, I want to bring you outside. He brought me outside. It was a sales floor. And it was probably about 50 people in the store. And he said, man, this is one of the busiest stores in the country. And he said, but I'm going to tell you something. Most people are lazy. He said, I'm not trying to be offensive to anybody, but most people don't want it bad enough. And he said, if I can instill that in you, if I can instill in you the, the, not just the hustle, but the strategy of knowing how to move, knowing how to get it, knowing how to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And I hadn't had a man up until that point because my father was absent in my life. I didn't have a man speak to me like that. Wow. So for me, it was like speaking to my soul wow. on a deep level. And even though I hadn't heard it, you know, we all feel that gut level. It was like this gut feeling that was speaking directly to me at the time. Mm. And I felt it, man. And I was like, let's get it. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? So, so for this, you, like, there was no much, like ambition. There was no ambition. I mean, well, well let me take that back. I'm going to take that back. Because I did used to uh, work at Best Buy. That was one of my other jobs. Mm. And I kind of realized the ambition Selling speakers, man. Mm-hmm. Like they put me in a car department. I don't know what I was back there doing. Right. Because I didn't know how to hook up really a lot of speakers, mm-hmm. but I knew how to sell them, but I was okay right, right. at the time. Right. So I would get these speakers and I would resell them uh, because they would just give them to me. Right. They would just give, the would just give us the speakers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the boss at the time was cool. He's like, yeah, you, could, you guys could take them, whatever. So he would take them and I would resell them. When I would resell them, my mom was like, what are you doing? Like, I was probably about, what was I, 16? Mm-hmm. And I was making about an extra four grand a month mm-hmm. just doing that. Dang. Yeah, I was making more on my, I was actually making more selling the speakers than I was hourly. I think I was only making like 1200 a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. But I was making like four grand a month selling these speakers. So that's kind of where I realized ambition. But see, the thing is, before I even got into entrepreneurship, I hadn't even seen an example of entrepreneurship. Yeah. So I didn't know what to label it. I didn't know what it what it looked like, yeah. right? So anyway, fast forward to to Mike, man. This is where I experienced a level of success. And, and he was he was he worked there too. Yeah, he was the manager. He was the manager. Yeah, he was the one who gave me. No, they, look, the other people didn't want to hire me. Right, he gave right. me. He just he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, yeah. right? And so for me, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, why is this man giving me this job? I suck at job. Let's see how, you know, I, I was counting out the time too. Like, how long am I going to have this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I always took his words and he always taught me this. He said, Justin, when is the last time you read a book? And I said, man, school, that's when you're supposed to read right, books, right. right? Naive. He said, man, self-education is what's going to make you rich right. and wealthy. And also, even if you work in a regular nine to five, it's going to make you higher up. It's going to help you develop skill sets that's going to make you more money. And this is Mike talking. This is Mike talking. So hold on. So he's, did he accomplish some level of success? Or yeah, he was just like, yeah, Mike was that dude, man. Mike, the came, manager at the cell phone company? Yeah, man, Mike was making six figures at that job. Oh. You know, he was, he was, and before that, he had been in the sales industry for a while. Mm. And see, I didn't understand sales at the time, I didn't understand the psychology of sales. And and so I went to the library the next day and I got a Jim Rohn book, right? Oh, it and changed you, my life. Bro. Changed my life. Which one? Bro. The Four Seasons? The Four Seasons. Four Seasons Life. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I remember, man, um, I didn't have a lot of money at the time. Mm. 
So I saw the cassette joint. We still had to, you know, to see you, not, you sound old now, yeah, right? right? Like right. you're like, dang, they used to be a cassette player, right? Man. So I, I saw the cassette player, I mean cassette uh tapes at the library, man. So I rented them. I had an old school cassette player in the drawer at the crib. So I went to the house, grabbed it, and I started listening to it, man, every day. And I started doing exactly what he told me to do, man. And out of that position, from commission, I became the number one salesperson in that organization really? for three years straight. Wow. Yeah. And and I was 19. And li- listen, my mother never made over $25,000 in a year taking care of two kids, mm. right? I was making $15,000 a month selling cell phones. Dang. Absolutely crazy, man. So it... It it completely shifted my paradigm. It changed my level of thinking. And it just showed, I was like, here's this kid without a college degree. Never, barely made it. Grew up on the south side of Chicago, right? Who, who came from a really, like, bad environment, right? Like, came from a really, really bad environment. I couldn't believe I was making this money. But Mike didn't stop there. Mike started teaching me the game, man. He was one of my greatest mentors, man, and, wow. and, and, and teaching me a lot of stuff. Do you still talk to Mike now? I haven't talked to Mike in a minute, man. Hit up Mike, man. I gotta hit up Mike. Sounds like man. you owe him dinner or something, bro. Man, I, I gotta. I owe. I owe Mike a lot, man. It was he was he was a great mentor to me. He was one of the the, the mentors who really spoke into me. And that's the thing, man. And I always tell people this: like I was coachable, though. I'm pretty yeah. sure Mike had told that game to a lot of people because yeah. he was that type of dude. He was an open, giving dude. But for me. I hadn't had mentorship. I hadn't seen that. Right. I hadn't taught, had somebody who cared enough about me to say, hey, you need to go grab this book. It's going to change your life right. years down the road and just invest in yourself. Mm. So how long did you work there at the cell phone store? I was about three years. Did you learn tech stuff there? No. Not at all. I'm <laughs> waiting for the time like, where you have an advantage <laughs> over me, man, because I just don't get this stuff, man. Hey, man. I always tell people, the story is always interesting in how I built a tech company because I didn't do it the traditional way. I'm not your cut. I'm like when people like talk to me now, they hear the tech talk, but I'm also able to relate because that's not my background. Right, right, for I sure. just understand it enough to have a company now, right? Because I dedicated myself to the craft. Mm-hmm. I dedicated myself years of study. And that's what most people don't understand. See, when you when you have something you want to focus on, it could be tech. Yeah. It could be you, like we look at these guys like Elon Musk, my boy, like learning from them. But like that's what they did for years, man. They 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 were so focused for so many years on their craft that it became an obsession. Mm-hmm. So that's what it became for me, right? Um, All right, so th- so three years cell phone company. Then what? So after so here's what happened. I got fired from that job eventually. Did Mike fire you? No, man. Mike ain't do me like oh, that. I was about to say, that's why you ain't talking to him. I'm going to let you go. Like, I'm like, man, no, let's stop talking about Mike now. Nah, nah. No, Mike ain't do me like that. Uh, it was just, you know, the company has sold and they made a lot of changes, as company do, and, right. and it gets you uncomfortable. But here's what happened. I met this guy who I so, interestingly enough, sold a cell phone to. And I call it like the destiny moment. See, we all have this destiny moment. We all have it. You could be, you know, in line somewhere talking to somebody. Somebody mentioned something about an opportunity, and you have two op- you have two options. Your skepticism radar goes up, which it all does for us. Or this, what I call this intuition thing, comes up, right? Mm. Where it's a mixture of them both. 
And that's what people don't understand about intuition is that usually intuition is mixed with that. There's a level of fear, skepticism all in that. They're looking for, you know, the, the skies to part yeah. before they go, man, I'm supposed to be doing real estate. Man, I'm supposed to be doing this opportunity. See, for me, it was just like, oh, opportunity? Let's go. Like, yeah. you know, so he, so he was telling me about this thing. I was sitting there at my computer, my workstation, had my uniform on. And he said, hey, man, this thing is the internet. You need to look into it. What year is this? This is probably, I don't know what year it was. It had to be 2007. It had to be 2007. How old are you now, Justin? 34. You're 34. Okay, 34. gotcha, gotcha. So yeah. about 07. Yeah. This internet thing. This internet thing. All I heard was the internet. And I mean, I knew the internet. I mean, we had MySpace back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you remember MySpace? We Facebook had... was lit. I don't know if you can get in Facebook, though. I couldn't get in. I didn't go to college. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, they let me in there. Right, right, right. But, but black, you know, uh, Black Planet, oh, MySpace, the memories now, man. So, you know, he, here's the thing, right? So, so he said, the internet, he said, here's the thing. I'm doing this thing called social media, and I'm selling these packages to social media, to people on, you know, in these companies. But I'm also selling these products on eBay, and I'm selling all these different products online. What were the packages he was selling? He was just teaching people how to basically, see, at them times, in 2008 or 2007, all you had to do was say you was a social media consultant, and you got paid. You got cut. You got a check. Really? Cut. Yeah, because... Companies didn't understand what the internet and what social media was. Nobody mm. really understood it. So when you said like, hey, I'm a Facebook consultant back in those days, you just got cut a check if you knew how to sell yourself. Interesting. Yeah. So, so that was he, a little market. That was that a little was, lame. That was a little lame. You know what? Now that I think about it, because um, there were people back then that were building MySpace pages for you. Right? Yeah, and yeah. Well, I guess it never stopped because some people will run your Instagram and things of that nature. So yeah, it's it's still. It's, it's just more common. But see, back yeah. in the day, it's kind of like if you were to get into Bitcoin years and years ago, mm. right? Or you got into the tech space years ago. I mean, it's still a good opportunity. Both of them still got good opportunities. But if you was the first one in there, it's like, man, I just want to pay you for like, just show yeah, me the game. Sure. So that's how a lot of companies were doing. So when I heard that, he was like, man, you can make money online. You can sell digital products. He was just giving me the game sitting there. And I don't know why. I don't know. Because I, I had people like, do this. He go right, real right. estate. Um, and nothing really perked up. But when I heard the internet, he said something that changed my life. He said, here's the thing with the internet, Justin. You can make money while you sleep. And you can, and people from all over the world can buy your programs and products. Mm. And I don't know why. He said, and he said, that, he said, there's people in Australia buying products from me. You ain't got to be a local-based business. He said, you can literally have products and sales coming in like this every single day from the internet. You can sell a wide variety of things. So what was he selling at that point? At the time, I mean, at the time, I didn't believe. I was like, I thought he was pushing weight on the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but like for me, uh, he said he was selling these things called ebooks. Which are digital. He programs. was in the ebook game. He was in the ebook game what, in 07? In 07. Yeah, it, he was. He was selling ebooks in 07. Because back in in 2007, um, you know, video was really hard to kind of come by, right? Yeah. Like you can have video trainings, but you had to pay. You had to pay arm and leg for cameras of like ten yeah. grand. Like if you had a if you had a video course, you was cool. But most back in the day, it was cool if you had an audio course. Or if you had, you just recording, like, you right. you know, with just the ebooks. So he was selling ebooks. And I said, an e-what? <laughs> like, Dang. I didn't even, I was, I, I hadn't, 
outside of MySpace and and Black Planet, like I really didn't do anything on internet. I didn't even purchase anything on internet. That's how much like I was like not like I didn't understand any of these things. Do, do you remember who that is now? I wonder where he's at today. No, we still talk. Really? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to lit? Brad, my man Brad. Yeah, yeah. He he still does internet things, man. But he he's wow. the first one who showed me. And so what happened is, is he gave me this opportunity. He said, look, um, I remember, actually, what happened is I got fired from my job, right? So, of course. So, of course. I, of right, course. Right. It, was, it was inevitable. <laughs> he said, man, you ever thought about kind of like you would work for yourself, but before you do that, you should transition into something else. So I got this company out in California. We're actually selling these social media packages. I could teach you everything. Now, here's the caveat, though. He's like, we ain't got a lot of money. We just a startup. Mm. <laughs> so I'm like, that was his company. That was his company. So mm. I was like, bet. I don't like. I was like, right, I was right. like, I was like, will I ever get paid? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to know, was the check gonna be cut eventually? Right. Um, and he said, yeah, man, we we will eventually pay you. You know, with this look, we're just a startup. We're getting started. So I remember I called my mother and I was like, mom. Is this because you know I don't know any better, right? Yeah. That's like you know sometimes you tell your people they you thinking they about to be excited. You like they don't, they do not at all be excited. <laughs> They're so like, Yo, I, what are you talking about, bro? First, right, go get a job. Right, keep a off, job. Do that. First off, bro, this is a scam. <laughs> right. Get it together. Right. Um, and so that's kind of what happened, right? Like she was just and and, and shout out to moms. You know she mm-hmm. was. Uh, one of my greatest supporters at the time, but she was just being like, you know what any loving mom would do, right? She was just like, you need something stable. You need, I don't want to see you, you know, fail. I don't want to see you. So all those fears kicked in. And again, like I said before, you have this level of that's called intuition. And then you have the skepticism radar, right? And so for me though, it was this intuition because I couldn't, for some reason, man, I was sitting in the bed And I would obsess and I could not stop thinking about this thing. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
thing called the internet. And I was like, at the time, it was really the wild, wild west. It's still the wild, wild west today. But at the time, it was really the wild, wild west. And I was like, I was obsessed. and, And it was like the first time in my life. Because up until that point, I hadn't said I want to be a police officer or an attorney or do this. It was the first time in my life that I felt connected to something and excited about something. Mm. The first time. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it, man. So I would go on the internet. I would research all this stuff. And I just told my mom, I said, look, um, I'm going to make this this decision to get on this plane and go work at this startup company. She was just so sad. She's like, I want you to go to college. And she meant well. Yeah. But my destiny was just way, way bigger. And at the time, it was scary because I, I was the first I was the first person in my family to do that. Yeah. And it was the scariest moment in my life. And I'll never forget it. I had anxiety. I had panic attacks. I didn't know what I was going to do. What, what, they wanted you to fly. Where were you living at this point? I was in Chicago. In Chicago. I was, yeah. I had, a, I had a small little $700 a month apartment mm-hmm. in, on the south side of Chicago. Uh, and, you have to move to Silicon Valley, and it wasn't even Silicon Valley. It was in San Diego, man. Gotcha. San Diego, yeah. But he was like, "Yo, I got a, I got a bed for you in a small room, you know." So were they offering any like any compensation up front? Or? Man, nothing, nothing. I had to get, I had to fly my way out there. I, it was, it was, it was, it was rough. First one, the audacity of him to ask someone to just fly out in hopes that you make some money, right? But. Shouts out to him because he was still building his company. It's just, you know, he believed in it, so you believed in it. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 what happened from there is, man, it, it actually ended up working out because mm. months later we had got a big contract. I got paid out of that. Um months later? Months later. Yeah. I had to it took So there's a, a period. There's a period. There's a little, there's a little How did you eat? How did you you know, I had a little, I had a, it didn't take, you know, look, bro, I'm from the South Side of Chicago. Okay, so, well, you know, I had a couple dollars. You, right, know how right, you, right. You, you know, you say, hey, man, I got a couple dollars. I know how to get, you know, I, sure. I, I watch my eyes. I know how to get by. And at the time, I didn't have any kids. I didn't mm. have a wife. So for me, I just knew how to, you know, survive. And, and I don't know, man, I felt this like gut thing inside of me that was like, yeah. Man, something is about to, to happen, man. It's about to go crazy. So yeah. Now, let me ask you about that feeling, man, because there's a lot of people who have that feeling, but they have that feeling about something different every couple of months, mm-hmm. right? So how would you say you differentiate that? Like, because you felt like you just felt something. You're just laying awake at night and it's like, golly, I just, yeah. this internet thing is stalking me right now, <laughs> stalking my dreams. Yeah. Um, what, what do you say to the people who, they might have that feeling, but that feeling continues to change. Can you describe? Yeah, what it was I like? think I think, man, like you're gonna have that feeling about multiple things, right? It, it's really the focus that's going to take you there. Mm. And you, when you get obsessed about something, like when you get obsessed about that one thing and you tune everything out, right? You start to look at that thing very, very differently. So for me, that's what happened. Honestly, for me, I bounced around from thing to thing for years until I found the tech space. So for me, I didn't just like, oh, we built this social media company and I went up. And right, I'm right. success. That's not what happened. Um, I mean, from there, like my mom, what happened is my mom had got really sick mm-hmm. and I had to come back to Chicago and take care of her. So, um, you know, my man gave me a little bit of, you know, cash. He was very mm-hmm. fair about it. Uh, but I was on my own after that. And so I had built all these relationships in California. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to make some money. I got some money to hold me over for the next six months. So I started 
really trying my hand in everything. While you're back in Chicago. While I'm back in Chicago. Why couldn't you work for the company remotely from Chicago? Um, because at the time there was some, you know, differences with the partners with what they were doing. Cause I didn't own any of the company. Right, right. So, you know, they were going to probably go in another direction, you know, real, real soon. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I wanted to do at the time I was seeing all this stuff. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to kind of venture out and really do my own thing. And I was like a year later. And so I started, uh, man, I started learning this thing called affiliate marketing where I'm selling other people's products. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was just doing Everything. That's man. interesting though, because you got introduced to like a, the ebook space, and now that you under, now that you're in it, it's probably now you see all these opportunities where you can be an affiliate. Yeah. yeah. But if you're if you're blind, so if you're not like exposed to certain things, you don't even know that there's opportunities in yeah. there. That's yeah. why I, I think the most important thing we can have is associations and environment, bro. But you gotta. Here's the thing I always tell people, man. Experiences is the new currency. Mm. Experience is the new currency. See, we view like we got to make money as a new currency. For me, it's opportunity. You know, like mm. even me, like for example, recently I just moved to ATL, right? Yeah. I had to get out of my old environment because in Chicago, I have a really close-knit family. We're all close. We're always together. And it was real hard to leave that environment. It was mm. hard. You know, but I told, I had to tell my moms. I had a conversation with my nieces and nephews. I had a conversation with my sister. This isn't about me moving away from you guys. I'm only two hours away. This is about me getting out of my comfort zone so I can have experiences. Yeah. Why was it hard to leave, though? I mean, I mean, you have you you left already. You went to California. When I was that, I, I was going back and forth to Chicago. So I hadn't officially moved to California. Got you. Got yeah. you. I think, man. I think, man. The hardest thing, man, is comfort zones. Yeah. When you Facts. get that's 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 what stops a lot of people from their dreams from going after the things they want, 100%. right? It's comfort zones. You get comfortable. See, when you uncomfortable, man, I don't feel good. Right. So, you know, you what your body and your mind and everything tries to do is you try to snap back and go back to reality because you want to experience comfort. Mm. We all want to as humans. We love comfort, yeah. right? So when you do something different, like you move to a new city, it's scary, man, because yeah. you're completely doing something different. For some people, it's easy but for a lot of people, if you grew up in a certain environment, you have roots there, you have, you know, all these things, it becomes harder. Yeah. So for me, even like so much opportunity has opened up, even me moving out to, you know, Atlanta. So, yeah. so you're in, you're in uh, Chicago, then mm-hmm. you decide to move to Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. But that was, that was years later, man. Years that was later. Years later. So, yeah. so in Chicago, is that when you built your first SAS? What is SAS. it? Sauce. <laughs> Sauce as a service? No. <laughs> Systems as a service. Software, Software as a service. Software as a service. So it's SAS. S-A-A-S. Okay, gotcha. Got so you. people just, you know, Software in the industry, gotcha. it's called SAS. Yeah. Gotcha. So you came back, you're doing affiliate marketing. Yeah. Making money? Not making money. So I probably didn't make money. I, I had I had really took a lot. I, I was really good at saving some money. I didn't really. I was, I was you know, I like to say I was a little cheap. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I like frugal. To, frugal. That's the word, word I was looking yeah. for. There we go. That sounds I got better. You. <laughs> frugal. So I was I was frugal, right? So I can, you know, I knew how to like basically stretch money for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, I was just, I was trying to find like my thing, my thing, my thing, my thing. And I think I didn't find my thing really until I really changed my mindset. 
because I started to get so dialed in when I started to go through a lot of personal growth. I started to read a lot of books. I started to mm. really take it serious. Right. Not like, because I was kind of, I would read a book, like some of us, you know, we download right. Audible, we get the For credits. Sure. We download the Audible credits. We watch fire podcasts like this. Right, right, right. We come sure. back. But, you know, it's like you'll watch it, then you come back a couple months later, life got busy. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, no, no, no. I got to commit. Like, I got to go. I got to be so obsessed with this thing. Mm -hmm. I got to do this every single day of my life in order to change mm -hmm. my thinking. Because I realized I had been so... We, we all are. We're all programmed with trauma. We all have money beliefs. We all have um, business beliefs. We all nice. have those things. So for me, I had to figure all that out. And so I'm in... You know, I'm sitting at my computer, man, every day, trying to make it happen, just trying to figure it out. Um, and I get this letter in the mail because at the time, you know, when I came back, I had, I was able to get another place, but right. I had purchased a place because mm -hmm. I had some, you know, I had some money. I'm thinking, right, oh, right. I can just go back to my regular ways. Sure. And I get this letter in the mail. This was probably about six months in. that said, hey, we're foreclosing. And I knew I was late. But we for, we're foreclosing on your property, mm. um, and that's the man. Nobody want to get that. Nope, I mean, you like that's the worst. That is the worst thing, man. It takes the wind out of you, man, especially like, if you if you like, especially in a position where you like you have a, your your development of mindset, your personal development. And you're like, oh yeah. yes, it's, it's going to get better. Then life says, hey, slow down, like slow, slow, slow down, down. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and for me, that was the real, real, in this foreclosure situation. So now I have to develop, I have to be self-reliant, yeah. right? One of my favorite books, right? And, and it was the books that changed really my life about who I was as a person, right? Mm -hmm. The 50th of Law by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. Really? I heard it is a really good book. I haven't heard it. I haven't Man, read, I read it that book 14 times. Really? It's that powerful because there's so much gold in that book that talks about self-reliance and the mindset that you need to develop in so many facets of life. And I would, I still, even to this day, like I got, I got that, that whole audio book on my phone. What did you get from it? Give me, give me some, give me some, some principles from it, from the book. Yeah. So like one of them is mastery, um, self-mastery. And it's not like, it wasn't just motivation. It was practicality. Yeah. So here's what I mean. We hear mastery is you got to learn your craft and all this other motivational mm -hmm. stuff. In that book, he talked about what it really meant to what mastery actually meant. So he used all these different people, these examples, like, mm -hmm. you know, um, like mastery, it has a lot of anxiety that comes with it. But yeah. the people who want power, because we all are really out for power. People hate that word, but we all want power. We all, to some level of a degree, want some power over some area of our life. For sure. Right? You know, sure. not power in the sense of like, you know, the the egotistical power. Because right, right. when people hear power, they think I'm talking about egotistical. But we're right, talking right. about power over something, power but over you money. Wanna, you want to take you want to take power over something in your life. Whether, exactly. You know, I want to take power. Like, let's say for, you're the type of person who you get a paycheck. And by the time you're getting another paycheck, you have spent the other paycheck. and You don't know where it all went. Yeah. And it gets so out of control yep. that you just want to take power over your finances and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to get a handle on it. Yep. And we just don't know how to. Yeah, we I don't. Like that. So, so one of the points that he was talking about, you know, you have to have self-reliance, but there's this period, uh, and he calls it that the most successful people in life, this is the thing, I, the most thing I took from it. 
The most successful people in life know how to experience boredom. Like, they know how to deal with boredom. Mm. Like, so meaning like, you know, as humans, like we got to always be going out on a Saturday night. Like, and I used to be like that. We have to be doing something. I got to mm. be, you know, I got to go out with somebody. I got to go to the movies. I got to do right. something. But we've been, um, and this may not be a popular opinion, but we've been taught like this thing of entertainment. We always have to be entertained. We always got to be on our phones. Mm. Right. But when you study the most successful business owners and the most successful people in history, Sometimes they went through years of boredom, meaning just studying this, you know, this area of a mastery. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Because we, we wind up filling our time with nonsense when we get bored. Yeah. And then you look up and 10 years have passed by. You're like, man, what the hell have I been doing the last 10 years? Dang, I never even thought about mastering boredom. You have to master boredom. You And that was the thing that changed my life is that... I had to be comfortable with boredom because, see, boredom is not just... See, boredom, what people don't realize about boredom is boredom is their greatest ally, and they don't even know it. See, what it does is it shuts your mind down from focusing on all these things. Like, social media is great, but it can become a distraction. Yeah, for sure. Right? So the, the biggest thing is... what Here's what I realized even about entrepreneurship that I learned over the years is if I could just be bored for years... Right? It doesn't mean I don't go out. doesn't mean I don't... You, like, live life. Like, right, I ain't right, saying right. don't go live life. I live life. I travel. I live life. Mm -hmm. But I realize that there are going to be times where I have to be bored. And so this is actually a good segue for the tech stuff because sure. um, it's actually how... Once I learned that principle, it set up my mind that, okay, I can master anything now. Mm -hmm. I just have to be uncomfortable with bored. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're getting foreclosed. How do we get into this tech space? So, so what happened is, is, is like, I remember like getting this letter. And so I realized that I had to master skill sets. Because at the time, um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they have shiny object syndrome. Right. Right. That's their thing. They doing this. They doing that. So I realized like. I get okay, that sometimes. Like, we, I mean, we, <laughs> I don't care. Like, man, most of us just can't escape it, man. Golly. You're right about that. It's You're hard, right about man. That. It's, here's the and thing. Maybe it comes from boredom. It like you have boredom. something, you have something rolling and yep. it just becomes kind of mundane. Yep. And instead of taking it to the next level, you feel bored. So you do something else and you never really get to that next level. Yeah. But see, that next level is right after that boredom period. Right. If you manage it if correctly. If you manage it correctly. Correct. You have to manage it correctly. But see, that's the currency, man. See, that's the real currency is when you're able to get past that. See, I think a, a lot of people are afraid of that because, see, when you approach, say you approach anything, real estate, whatever, you have a lot of anxiety. That's really boredom because it's something new. Mm -hmm. But after a while, if you just stick with it, what happens is, is you start to get good at it. Yeah. You get good. And it ain't, it ain't no special day. It don't come wrapped in a bowl three weeks right. later. It's just, it takes a period of time and yeah. people don't, are uncomfortable with that. So realizing this, here's what happened. I realized I had to sell. And so I remember, I seen this Facebook ad. This is what changed my life. I seen this Facebook ad and it was talking about your business is experiencing up and down income. And it was from this guy, right? And I remember reaching out to this dude. I clicked this ad. I reached out to this dude. Hold on a second. Yo, is this camera recording? You sure? I don't see it red on the screen. You're sure? Yeah, it says 38 minutes to 
I got nervous. Because normally it's on a display screen. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, all right. No, no, no. <laughs> good. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm like, I got to repeat all that. <laughs> <laughs> no, go for it. I'm sorry. So where 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 you want me to pick up? Yes, yes. Okay. So so um like getting into the tech space where you you're you're uh you're about to walk into this your own. Yeah, so so basically I always tell people like the hardest moments is where you meet your destiny, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I click on this ad, I start going, I bought this course. At the time I didn't really understand like online courses, digital mm-hmm. programs, but I go through this program, like, look. I got to make this, like, ish happen. Like, I have no the choice. Course? It was all about, like, how to sell. I forgot who it was by. But it was, like, how to, how to do, how to sell your services. How to sell mm-hmm. programs, right? Um, and at the time, I've been like, I'm like, I, I got to make this work. Because mm-hmm. if not, my house going to be sold off. Right. And here's what happened, man. Like, I went through boredom. I didn't go out. I literally sat in that, I sat in that computer and I watched that course, I went through it, and I started experiencing this transformation of me as a man. I started mm. to realize who I was. I started to, I had to face my demons. I had to literally come close to the things that I wasn't good at, wow. right? And so I remember, man, now I had to take action. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Right, right. But now I got to make some money, right? Mm. Now I have to actually do this thing. So I start uh, selling these things called copy. I had mastered this skill called copyright. So for those of you that don't know what copywriting is, it's the art of really like what you see on websites, what you see everywhere, advertisements. Right. They all have what's called copy in them, right? right? It's the persuasion of words. It's the ability to persuade somebody to want to opt into your website or buy your program. Right. We all need it. We all want it. So I said to myself, this is a skill set that can make me money for years. So I'm a master this. That was the, and I said, I'm going to tune everything else out. I ain't going to go for the, the when I see them, them other ads, I ain't going to click them. Right. I'm going to stay focused on this. So what happened is. So I, I, right at this point, your idea is to be a copywriter. Copywriter. Where I'm just going to write in, in, like you said, on a website, people put a, put a lot into that. It's not just, here's why you need to buy it, buy it. There's like word and language and yeah, the way the things are lot. broken up and yeah. all that. Yeah, it's a skill set. It wasn't just, oh, I'm good at all, I'm already like you had to learn certain words and how they make people feel, how the languaging is. Like, and I again, man, I barely made it out of high school. So it was hard for me right. to learn all of this. Uh, but I learned it and now next I had to go sell myself. So I, what I start doing is I start learning how to put up my own ads. And back in the day, it's 2008. So I was like, advertiser, what is this? Mm-hmm. So, but I had learned a lot from this course. And so I met this guy and he wanted to hire me as he said, look, I know you're selling some of your other stuff, but I'm going to pay you a pretty good way for you to exclusively be a consultant with me. Mm. And you could consult me on our copy. And that changed, mm. that changed my life. Now, here's the thing. Guess what he owned? Technology. Got it. Got it. Yo, that's, and I, and I, I truly believe once you set your mind on something and like you have a passion for it, things get out of your way for you to walk the path toward that. Yeah, man. All of them, you know, if you ever see that picture where it says success and they got all these returns and so that's really what success is. But then you get to a point where you get so dialed in. That nobody can, like, your mind is so dialed in, you are so dialed in, your spirit, your soul, everything is just focused on this one thing. 
And that's what separates everybody else who's just out there trying to figure it out. Right. Uh, and that's why they never master anything, right? So, but here was the thing, though. I had actually sold him. I said, listen, because of what the skill sets I learned from this course, I sold him. I said, look, that's great. But if you want me exclusively, here's what we have to do. You have to give me 90 days up front. And I'm going to tell you why you're going to do it. Okay. And this time I start getting my confidence. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's swaggy right <laughs> I'm now. I'm swaggy right now, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I was like, look, you got to give me mm. three months. I drink too fast. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. I'm sorry. Don't chuckle camera. Don't chuckle camera. Sorry, guys. So, you know, I said, you got to, like, you got to give me three months in advance. I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to make an offer on my place to get my place out of foreclosure. Mm. And that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to have other clients, so it can't be exclusive with you. So I started literally lining up sales appointments right after that. Because I said, I have to make this happen. I have no other option. See, some of us have options. That's why we get comfortable. See, I had no other option. And I wasn't about to lose the place that I had worked so hard for in my life. So I said, look, Justin, you're going to have to either man up and do this. You're going to have to master yourself enough to make this happen, or you're going to go under. Which option is it? Mm. So I sat at that desk, and all I had was my cell phone. That was my prepaid T-Mobile joint, fifty bucks a month. That's all don't call, I had. Don't call me before seven. Right. <laughs> don't, call, don't call me before seven. Right. And my computer, which was a at the time, you know, um, a white old MacBook that my friend handed down to me. That's all I had at the time. I got on that phone. I closed four deals, and I made twenty thousand dollars in a week. Wow! And it changed my life. And I mean, yeah, I had made some money, but I had never, you know, I had made. You know, six figures in my, but that was Uncle Sam took half of that. Right, right, right. This was like, I made this on my own, wow. in my own business, doing my own thing, not selling, not working for another company. I did it for me. Yeah. And so I don't know why. The so guy so, gave you the three months up front. They get, yeah, and he gave me the three months. So I had made 20K plus the three Damn. months up front. So I'm feeling myself. I got money in the bank. Oh, you lit. I'm, I'm, I'm lit, right? And and so here's what I did. I, I didn't stop. I didn't stop the, the, the swag. I mm. just said, I'm feeling good. I called up the bank, and so my friend was like, you got to get an attorney, all of this. I said, no, no, no. Let me, let me try something. Called the bank. An attorney for what? For, like, because I was in foreclosure. So, oh, you right, know, right, trying right. to get me, trying to cut me, get, get oh, me caught back up. Mm-hmm. Right? I said, no, no, no. Let me call him. Let me try to work something out. And I called him, and I don't know why I had this confidence. I said, look, I don't have an attorney, but here's what I'm going to do. Here, I'm going to give you money up front, and I want to own my house. Matter of fact, I don't even want my house out of foreclosure. I want to own it. And the lady was like, huh? And I heard her say, huh, out loud. She said, huh? She said, but you're behind or you're in foreclosure. And I was like, I know that, but here's what's going to happen. I'm going to make you guys an offer that I could pay over a couple months. So I built a relationship with this lady in this loan department. I'm calling her every day. Mm. We talking. And she's like, how much? And I said, well, the house was like, I think I owe like 100 grand. I said, look, house 60 grand. And I, the phone just went silent. She said, wait, so you want me to knock off 40 grand off of this loan amount and you're behind? Right. I said, well, I'm going to put down 20000 because I had a little cushion. I'm going to give you 20000 and I'm going to pay it off in the next six months. She said, man, I, I, I like you, Justin. You know, I could just tell you're trying to make it happen. Let me work some things out. Mm-hmm. Man, fast forward, like a week later, she comes back to me and said, the bank has accepted your offer. Wow. 
Yeah. So what if you're not in foreclosure? Can you just call? I know this ain't a real estate uh, session right now, but if you're not in foreclosure, can you just call and say, hey, y'all, I don't want to. I don't want to owe you a hundred thousand. <laughs> let me just let me give you sixty. I you imagine know? that you could do it. Um, I I didn't I didn't have any steps to do it. I just kind of did it, and I just talked to the people who handled the foreclosure, and Dang, you know that was yeah, it was lit. And so six months later, man, and actually <laughs> I talk about I, I do this in my webinar, right, where I always show that story because that story means so much to me. Yeah. Where I talk about and, and it's still I have it in my house. It's plastered on my wall where it's a letter from the bank that says, you are now officially clear of title and you officially own this property. Wow. And that, and, and so whenever I'm feeling down, whenever I'm feeling like, man, I'm facing this deep, I'm facing like this whole uphill battle, this mountain. Yeah. I look at that letter, man, I get my power back because I realize, man, if I could, if I could have did it then, I could do it any other time. Amazing. So that's Amazing. how actually, um, you know, working with this, working, working, you know, so kind of fast forward and like mm-hmm. after that, I'm feeling good. I got my property. And and last and lastly, because you you're picking up these clients and you have this confidence to tell them um that you're gonna pay them, what is that, eight thousand dollars a month or five thousand dollars a month? Yeah, it was like my services were between five thousand and ten thousand a month. But I'm talking about for the bank, because you wanted to give them sixty, you put twenty down, so you owe forty. Yeah. And you're telling them, okay, I give you eight about yeah, eight. basically about yeah. eight a month. Yeah. 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 So so based on these first few clients that you closed, bro, yeah, now you really? think you just <laughs> now you got a career, was, huh? Look, it sounded crazy at the time. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? I had to commit that to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted that property. I wanted to get it out of foreclosure as, as bad as I wanted to breathe, as as ET say. I wanted yeah. to it was as bad as I wanted to breathe, man. And mm-hmm. so that's what happened, man. Like I always tell people, man, the energy that you put out, if you really believe it, you'll do it. Yeah. And so sure. that's that's what happened to me. So anyway, I get into this whole tech space and I'm seeing I'm doing copywriting for these copywriting tech companies. Copywriting for these tech companies. And they're doing these launches, man. These launches are doing like half a million dollars in a month. And these guys are doing, mm. you know, I'm seeing guys doing recurring revenue of five million dollars a month, some of them. I'm meeting all of these different places, and I'm like, I've never been exposed to anything like this in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, what are these guys doing? Because mm-hmm. tech was like, for me at the time, tech was like this, you know, this thing that only the elite and you had to have 20 degrees to have a tech company right. and own it. Not really knowing how naive I was thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I became really close friends with this one owner and I made him, he had did a launch that did almost close to a million dollars <sighs> in about two months. Mm. And so at the time he gave me a bonus. He gave me a nice little bottle. Because you're writing all his. Because I'm copy. writing all the stuff that's making all the money. Yeah, for sure. And so he gives me a bottle of Dom Perignon, a bottle, you know, a thing of steaks. Like I'm feeling good. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling good. But I'm like, wait a second. If you shower me with all of this oh, money, yeah. how much money are you really making? Right, right. Um, and that's when my mindset started to kick in. And so here's where it changed. Here's, here's actually like where I knew that I wanted to build tech companies is is this. He took me to a conference. I said, can I go to one of the conferences? All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. 
NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Just with you, I just mm-hmm. wanted to check it out. Right. Right. And I went in there and I'm looking around. It's like this event with these comp- you had to be doing at least over a million dollars in yearly sales in in this in these tech spaces, and mostly they were what these was called a SaaS founders. Like when you software think of, as a service, software as a service. So think about I'm just trying like, to educate my audience. Okay, S A A S. I'm trying to help A A S. So even like when you think about like Mailchimp, Mailchimp. You know, we these things that if like let's say if you guys are running business out there, you have tools that you use. Use like Mailchimp. Active campaign or you know website like Wix, everybody knows. You see right, it in right. Wix commercial, you know For what sure. Wix is. Yeah. Uh, those are considered software as a service. There are tools that people use to build things and automate things. Got it. That Got makes it. life easier. Okay. So this room was filled with a lot of people, um, and a lot of them didn't look like me. It was about three of us in the room, yeah. and and I was like, why is this? And I'm sitting there listening, and my you could just tell my eyes was going up because they're like, you can build anything that you can take an idea and turn it into an, a, a, a tech company. Um, you could do all these different things. And so I'm sitting there listening, and I'm like, really? I'm like a kid, kid in the candy shop. I'm standing there like, wow, really? And so I went out to dinner with them, and I'm sitting there with some CEOs of these major tech companies, mm-hmm. and they're like talking to each other, and they're like, how much did you make last month? Oh, well, how much did you sell your last company? And these guys are talking like, I sold my last company for $100 million and $50 million and all these different things. And these are numbers I had never heard of. Like, I had come from the space where I heard people making money, but that's when my, like, next level thinking had to go up. Where it's not even just about the money. It's like, you could build something amazing. You could actually build a company and you could change people's lives and you can also... Um, make a lot of money in the process, yeah. you know? So for me, after I left that room, I was set and I said, I'm going to figure this thing out. Mm-hmm. So you go and build a, what was it? Don't tell me because we talked about it. It was a copy. It was it was something about like sending out emails or automatic copywriting. Yeah, or it was a right? copywriting. Well, so, so it didn't even get, it didn't even get to that point, right? It was like, what happened is, is with, with, I had worked out something where I said, I went to the guy and I said, look, I'm going to make you a deal you can't refuse. Like that, you know, Al Pacino style. Mm-hmm. I was like, look. The guy that hired uh, you. Yeah, yeah. I said, look, 
I'm a I'm a full-blooded entrepreneur. This is what I like to do. But I'm going to commit myself to the tech space and build a tech company. And I said, um, I need your help. I'm going to work for you for free for the next six months. Because I had already paid off my house. I was feeling good. But here's what you're going to do for me. You're going to show me everything that you know about the tech space. Mm. You're going to teach me about how to hire coders. You're going to teach me about how to hire people. You're going to teach me about all these crazy, and that's how I sound like, what's this crazy languaging, HTML, CSS, coding? I didn't understand any right, of these right. languages. I just knew that they were the gateway to my success and what I was meant to do. And I said, that's what you're going to do. And he, at first, he was kind of resistant, but he saw the look in my eyes, man. He was like, this dude ain't going to give up. Yeah. Like, he ain't going to stop. He ain't going to stop coming. And so six months in, I told him, at the end of the six months, I'm going to have an idea. And I went in, and I drawed this idea out on a napkin. And I said, I got the product. I need you to help me get the name, and we're going to sell it. So you didn't even, at that point, it wasn't like you had something planned that you wanted to help no, you with. No. You're just like, yo, I just need the information. I just need the information. And you're like, okay, just give me a little time. I'm going to come up with an idea, yep. and that's what you'll help me with, and I'll just work for you for free. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know. I just knew at that point I was so... I found my thing. I found something that I wanted to do for the, I could do this for the rest of my life. Because it was so challenging. And it was such, it was such a thing where I said, I can literally take an idea that I have and turn it into a tech company. Right. Um, and so I literally wrote it on a napkin. And so I literally just duplicate their steps. And so what they were doing, and this is even, you know, some free game for the audience, because when you have a product. One of the things that you could do, especially if you don't have a lot of money, is you can start to really build relationships. With people. Even if you're an introvert, I was an introvert, it didn't matter. But you can start, there's so many influencers. We think of influencers of people who got two, 300,000 people on Instagram. Right. There's people with audiences, man, who don't have an Instagram. So you have to find them. And they are willing to promote your product because they always are trying to put content in front of their audience. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So that was for me because I didn't have a lot of money to spend on ads, right? Because right? I just spent all this money on my house and I'm like, right. okay, I got I to gotta stack back up, right? Um, I figured out like, wow, these people will promote you. They'll take my product, earn a actual commission on my product, and I'm not out of any money up front. That's gotcha. called affiliate marketing. So so how did you, so so tell me about the company that you built. The, I mean, the, the, the software that you built. Yeah, so the, the software was called Script Engage. Script engaged. Yeah. So okay. it was just a copywriting app that basically what I realized is, and that's what tech companies a lot of times are, like they solve a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And so what I realized mm-hmm. is in writing for all of these companies is that they needed 20 emails to have a campaign. Right. Then they needed a sales page. Then they needed Facebook ads. They needed all of this copy. So I figured out, man, look, I'm not trying to replace a copywriter, but what if they wrote, what if you just answer some questions and then it spit out maybe like 20 or 30 scripts at one time in different categories and at least make the process easier. So I'm selling basketballs, right? Yep. So I could put into this software the answers to some questions that you you populate. Okay, what is it? How much is it? What problem does it solve? In your own words, yeah. whatever. You plug it in and then it just populates all this Populates copy. it all. It makes it super easy. That's dope. And it combined- Was it hard to build it? Huh? 
It's, it, at the, it was my first one, man. That wasn't easy. That short was like, I mean, it was like, what? It was, and I had made every mistake you think you can make in the book, I did. But I was lucky to have set up this deal where I didn't do it on my own. And so mm. I had this guy helping me. Exciting. So he would come back and help me with little stuff. Uh, and the first, the first time we released it, man, it wasn't pretty. Uh, but then the second time, and, and I'm not going to lie, like I had probably spent around $10,000 developing this application. Mm. Um, but then I came back and he said, look, applications get better. And when you, like over time, like you're yeah. not going to release an application that's going to start off and be out to the gate. Like you have yeah. to, applications get better. And so um, what he taught me was, and this is the greatest skill set I built that still to this day, like allows for me to really have great looking platforms. Uh, Cause I get always compliments. People say like, man, your site looks like your, your stuff looks amazing. Yeah, You got some good stuff. Bro. Like people yeah. always say, man, your stuff looks good. And that's because I developed the skill set of what's called user experience, UI. Mm -hmm. See, so I don't even know every single coding language. I, like, I just have people on my team who are better at that than I am. But one thing I won't allow for people to be better at is how a user experience looks. So mm. I'm really good at knowing how, good, how stuff looks. So that's what I mastered back in the day. And so fast forward, we launched the second time. I go out. And I'm like, I'm gonna make this thing work. I go out, I go to conferences, I start DMing people on Instagram. Mm. I'm going, I'm going into Facebook groups, and I say, hey, I got this product coming out. We're gonna release on this date. I need you to promote it. Mm -hmm. I need you to promote. Did you pay him? No, no, no. I just said promote it. I'm gonna give you 30, 40, 50 percent commission because you understand the affiliate. Because game. I understand the affiliate game gotcha. now. Gotcha. So I realized I don't have to pay you to to get a customer up front. I could just say, hey, I know this because I failed the first time. I know this now. I've refined, I've retuned it a little bit. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, we're gonna go big this time. So we we did a um, I got a couple people to help me with it. Mm -hmm. We did a launch and we did like four hundred thousand dollars in about two weeks. Really? Yeah. What year was this? This was 2014? 2014. 2015. 2015. 2015. Yeah. So you made 400K on the launch. On the launch. And so and that was just a product that people bought, right? That was just a product, yeah, that people the, bought. Okay. Yeah. And how long did you keep it before you sold it? Um, I kept that for about at least about a about another year, and then uh another marketer acquired it from me. Really? So I, I sold that. How much did you make on it? On that before before you sold it? Before I sold it? Yeah. I would say like half a million dollars. Yeah. So when you released it, you made four hundred thousand. Right. And then the rest of the 12 months, you made 100000 Yeah. Because that's the launch. So usually on launches, what happens is you build so much buzz, mm. right? Um, and then after that, the buzz starts to die down. So you got to keep promoting. You got to yeah. keep doing that. But see, I had already had an idea that I was that that, that was surfacing in my in my head, which was what, what I do now. Yeah. So I had already right, had sure. it. Even though I liked the idea, there were some limitations that I knew would come with scaling that. With scaling that company, so if you don't mind, how much do you sell for? Are you? Are you? Can I, you I, tell? I, I can't. I can't tell that. I can't tell it. Let's just say it was. It was nice. Now it wasn't like fifty million. Okay, it was. was it, it was. It was. It was. It, it wasn't fifty million. It was close to. You know, it was. It was in the six figure, high six figure, range. high six figure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not um, bad. Not, not, bad. not bad. And so what I did was, is I took instead of I realized I was like okay. That was a little bit of success in the tech mm. space. 
So literally over the past, probably, man, it was only eight years. People think eight years is a long time. Eight years, I'm like, I'd have did affiliate marketing. Right, right, right. I'd have tried all of these things. And this is the thing that has gave me the most success. So I just put all of my time, I was like, because I had even made money from selling cor- online courses. Mm-hmm. And so I had helped other people with their online course. People were coming to me, like helping them to sell their information, mm-hmm. sell their courses. So I took all that and I said, I want to build a course platform because the future is online education. And it had changed my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a kid, again, from South South Chicago. And what changed my life was going through other people's online courses. Mm-hmm. And so I was more connected to that in terms of a mission because I felt like self-education and people learning outside of college was going to really change lives and change the industry. Yeah. So I had already had, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, that's the next company. So when I right. sold it, I chilled for a little bit, right? <laughs> Just a right. little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't get comfortable. And I took that money and I instantly, I went back to my same team. Um, we hired more developers and I said, hey, let's build this idea and let's commit the next 10 years to it. Mm. All right, so tell me about Maestro. Tell me, because uh, you're, 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 going, you're going up against the big boys, man. Yeah. So tell me about Maestro. So, <laughs> so when, you have a, when you have a great team, like it doesn't matter how much funding somebody, somebody else has. So what I realized, here, here's the thing about Maestro. Um, what I realized is that um, you have two type of companies, right? Who, when you get in the tech space, you have either uh, venture back, what's called a venture back company, mm-hmm. right? So those are companies that have the financial backings, like Facebook is venture backed, mm-hmm. like all the Twitter venture back. Most companies, because it takes a lot to run a tech company. It takes, mm-hmm. you know, you have to hire developers, you have to hire uh, product managers, you have mm-hmm. to. You, it's more people currency than anything. Gotcha, right? gotcha. Um, then you have the tech that you have to build. Me, so it's not about your, like, get out there, grit, grind, build. You got to find experts. And you have, you have it to. It seems like your, your management and leadership ability needs to be on a higher level than anything else. Yeah, you, you have, you, in, in order to build a tech company, you have to have leadership skills. You don't have to be a perfect leader because no leader is perfect. Yeah. But I realized that I had to get over my own crap in order to really be able to uh, bring something out of, bring greatness out of other people to build some really great stuff. Because gotcha. you can get a developer and, and we all, some people have heard these stories like, mm. man, that developer sucked. See, for me, I realized that because of my leadership skills, I had attracted a really great leader, like developer leader who had built some really crazy stuff before he met me. Mm. And so we just kind of linked up together. We weren't partners. You know, I owned the company, but he was like, hey, I'm with you up until the long haul. Gotcha. And so up until that point, I was doing everything, man. Like I was, we, we didn't know what we were building at the time. Right, it was right. just like, we, I, at the time I was like, okay. But you knew you wanted to, you wanted to have a platform for people to sell courses or at this yeah, point you're just yeah, trying no, to figure no, out no. the next I thing. Knew, I knew I wanted to, because I had this passion, because again, I had had a, a 10 year kind of experience with digital courses. Mm-hmm. I had made money selling digital courses. Right. Um, and actually, I had that's how I actually funded the company. So I decided, I went to a fundraising meetings, and then I started reading the stats of how, you know, people that look like me, Black people, how we didn't get a lot of funding in the tech space. It was right. very hard. So here's what I decided to do. I decided to create my own table. Right. And I decided to go the bootstrap way. And I said, 
the same way I got my house out of foreclosures, the same way I'm going to fund my company and create my own table. Now, that's not to say I'll never raise money because that's right. not true. I'll raise money, uh, maybe one day, potentially. But you didn't raise any money for Maestro? No. No, 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 no. Right? Uh, we did have a small angel investor that came along, but that was like, you know, very, very small amount. Most of like 90% was funded by me out of my own pocket. So yeah. the way we funded that whole company is... Um, you know, we sold courses and I started getting, re- I had to get really creative. So we would do product launches to sell courses. So, and- hold on, hold on. so you build a platform and then you create a course to sell on your platform. Yeah. <laughs> to fund. <laughs> to fund the development. And then it helps with the marketing of the platform. Correct. Look, look what I made on this platform. Absolutely. Okay. So, so, so t- well, tell me about Maestro. Like, tell me what it is, what is it, what it does, what makes it special? What would people compare it to? Yeah, so you have, you know, other comparisons out there. Like, when you think about, like, if you ever purchased an online course on, say, like, fitness or yoga, like, you've actually watched all these different components. Most people think it's simple, but there's a lot of components that go behind it, like protecting your content, logging into the site. So what our platform does is it's an all-in-one solution that allows for a business owner to actually run their business. So let's say, for example... You're, we're, we're living in a knowledge space right now. Yeah. Like this is the knowledge game that mm-hmm. we're living in. It's the greatest, like the greatest era right now, especially with the pandemic, everything that has happened. People are sitting at home and they're realizing, man, I need to learn new skills. Sure. I got to learn new things. Yep. I got to learn. Left behind. You, or you're going to be left behind. The yeah. world is going to look vastly different mm-hmm. in the next five years. And the people who are going to be up there, the people who have mastered different skill sets. So you learn all these different things. And so what I decided to do was to provide a tool that allowed for people to make money from their course. So Maestro, what it does is it has a variety of, uh, of tool sets in it. So it allowed for anybody to get up and going right away, selling their online courses, right. selling their knowledge, right? So all they have to do is literally just... <laughs> Just like it, we've made it so super easy. Like a lot of a lot of our competitors, what they do is they make everything complicated, mm-hmm. right? So you got to have a degree in order to build a course, <laughs> or you got to hire people to build a course. Here's what we sat in the room and said to, to each other: We said, "Look, we want anybody to be able to build an online course in a couple of clicks in mm-hmm. five easy steps." That's what our model has always mm-hmm. been. It's I like, like that. How can you create a course in five steps? Because a lot of the stuff I signed up for is so difficult. You got to go in. You got to watch 20 hours of video. So that's on top of the course I'm already, but not already perfect. <laughs> now right. I got to go through tech courses right. and tech, just to understand the tech. So I said, how can we make it super, super easy and make these small incremental processes and systems and tools to make it easy for anybody to create a course? Mm. And I feel like we've accomplished that because we get so many of our customers that say they love it. I mean, I just got a testimonial yesterday. Somebody sent me a Facebook message and said, man, I just made five figures on my launch. And Mm. I just appreciate that you created this. So I like seeing stuff like that because it shows me that the years of hard work that I put into making this great because, you know, when we first started, we didn't have much support. It was rough. It was tough, but we stuck through it, and and we pulled out, and now we have thousands of users on our platform. Oh wow! First of all, congratulations. That's Thanks, major. Man. Appreciate man. it. And uh, you got any? Is it just you as a founder, or is like somebody else from another culture behind this? No, 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 no. It's me. I'm the founder of Maestro. That's it, baby. Just really, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of people can't believe that when they see when they go to the site, they don't believe that you know somebody of color. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. 
That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Owns a tech company that's, that's like Maestro, but I founded it... Um, but I have a great team behind me. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is that um, it's not just the Justin show. It's amazing people who are smarter than I am in a lot of areas who can carry everything and who I challenge as well to think differently and think yeah. bigger. Because like you, you said it earlier, you said, man, you're going up against, you know, people who are sure. venture back funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we welcome the challenge. And we're going to, the way we're going to beat that we're not going to beat that by having way more money in capital. That's not the way we're going to beat it. We have to beat it by having a superior product yeah. and also going above and beyond for customers. Mm, 100%. So what, what, is, what is it that um, your customers are saying after coming from another major platform? Like a, what, like a t- Teachable or Kajabi right, or something right, like that, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, people just love it, man. Like people say it's simple, it's way simple, it's not clunky. Uh, that's the biggest compliment we get is how mm. easy it is. Mm. And I and I'm excited about that. And then we just recently innovated um because I wanted, I'm always like here, here's my level of thought, right? A lot of people in tech, they get comfortable. Mm. So you when you're going up against someone like me, and I mean this may sound a little cocky, but it but it's just true. When you're going up against somebody like me who is obsessed with improvements, then you have to watch out for someone like me because even if you venture back, you know, I may, like, I may come up really, like, my company may grow out of control. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is think about, like, Blockbuster, for example. They were this big behemoth and they underestimated Netflix. And Netflix at the time was a small little $20 million a year company and they said, can you guys buy us so that we can join forces with you and create a billion-dollar company and blockbuster turn them down. Here's the thing that I always tell people that Netflix did that was genius. Netflix didn't come out with a crazy better product. Blockbuster had the, they had, you know, they had the, they had the location, they had real estate people come right. in. Like that was the spot on Friday nights. Like you look forward to going into Blockbusters just to be there. Right? They had it. Here's what Netflix did. Netflix was obsessed with improving things, with I call it tinkering making their product better every single day. That's what I'm obsessed with. That's what my team is obsessed with. Yeah. See, I remember he was launching it and then uh, literally the other day he was like, yo, we changed the whole thing. <laughs> we redesigned it. And I'm like, yo, first off, the first one was fire. You're like, nope. They, you you got to change it. You're, yeah. like, you're like, hey man, that first one was fire. I was like, well, you go really like right. this. <laughs> and and, and, and here's, here's what we also changed with. So let, let me tell you this. So one of the things we realized that the course... Uh, landscape has changed over the past few years. We saw it coming, which is that everybody realizes 
man, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of wealth. There's a lot of um, even companies realize, man, I can make extra revenue by selling my knowledge and my expertise. Mm -hmm. So you are now, you know, unconsciously you're competing with the person down the street or people who have bigger influences. For sure. So we said, listen, a lot of our our competitors have solved two big challenges in the course space. Mm -hmm. Number one, if you're creating a course, you could put it on their platform and do it. Uh, if you want to sell a course, you can put it on, you know, something like some of the competitors you mentioned, but they're missing, a lot of them missing third component, which is consumptions. So that was the thing that we set out to solve. That's what makes us different. Explain it. So meaning like there was a study done at the University of Pennsylvania. Look, I sound like I'm about to look. Go oh, he's, yeah, look. he sounds like he's about, like, to, about, he about to, to nerd out on me right quick. Oh, <laughs> he, he, was, he was general. Now he got to go super nerdy. Tech. Let's I was, go. He's, I was waiting on Let's it. Let's go. I'm into um, that. But it, but only 5% of people complete online courses. Mm, 5%. 5% of people. It was a study. Now, I knew this over the years, even watching from my own students. Um, mm. And so what we did was we did something a little bit different. We went to work figuring that out because we said that is affecting people's sales. It's affecting potential sales. It's making your refund rates higher. How can we solve a whole different challenge? And so we went to work for about a year researching, going crazy over the research. I mean, we were just so obsessed with everything. And it's not 5% of people buy the course. You're talking about nope. the people who actually pay. 5% of those people yep. actually complete it. Complete it. Dang. Can you is imagine that, is that? that? Does that go, is that more the platform? Is it the quality of information or what? I think it's a, so here's the thing, right? At, at the study in law, I think it's a culmination of a lot of things. I think, you know, we blame the users like they're not motivated, but I also think it's responsive, it's our responsibility as course creators and people that provide content to make the content and make the experience as engaging because you have different type of learners. It's like it's like the school system right now. Like I was the rebel. I was the kid mm. sitting in the class like, man, what is this person talking about? <laughs> right. I have no idea. And I would literally blank out. And it wasn't that I was stupid or slow. It was that I was a, I was a different learning modality. I learned different. I was the visual learner. I needed to see it. Not just a video of somebody talking. I needed different experiences to be able to absorb the information. Gotcha. Some people are auditory learners. They can hear something and be like, I got it. Yeah. I can't hear nothing and be like, I got it. Me, I, I have never... To, like, that Never. doesn't work. I have to see it. Yeah, I got to so, see it. I got to touch it. So you got to yeah. see it. You got to touch it. So what a lot of people who create digital, even content, people who are just content creators, they don't know that they're losing 75, 80, 90% of their audience by the way they create content. Explain that. Meaning like, like, for example, do you have experiences that set up the people? Like if somebody's going through your course, right? Do you, do you have different experiences that gauge where they are? Meaning like, are you, if somebody gets, st gets stuck somewhere at say module two, mm -hmm. do you have a system that's set up to collect that feedback and provide a, a system that actually allows for them to push through? Got okay. it. Okay. Got it. Got now, it. Got a, it. A couple other factors, right? Is your content set up for different learning styles? Meaning, do you just have videos and you're training? Well, you're losing a lot of the stuff by not providing things like workbooks and other learning modalities or summaries that can make it easier to absorb your content. Do you have these experiences that are set, right? And here's the thing also about... Oh, uh, hold on, because I'm about to... 
I'm about to drop my course. So yeah, I need to I need to write this down. Yeah, let's talk about really like, it. This, this is this is one of my favorite. Give me a like, second. Give me because I, I don't want I don't want to lose this. Yeah, I don't want to lose this. Hold on, I don't want to lose yeah. this. Um, I can't. I can't lose. I no, can't no, no, lose no. that. Because I, because I want to. As I put the course out, I want to make sure. And I guess now I say it. I, I got to do it now. <laughs> I want to be able to um, give them an outside of like the video course, like the workbook or whatever, right? Yeah. So allowing them to kind of reflect or or um, what am I trying to say? Um, Kind of, kind of like summarize the learning. Summarize the summarize the so learning. You, you have to, you have to have things that summarize all this content because a lot of people, man, you're teaching all of these things, and some people, it's like man throwing a fire hose on somebody and literally holding it up to their face, hoping they drink it. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's, hold, that's hold, it. Hold, hold on one second, yo. Can you um, call Ernestine back real quick because uh, for my next interview, here you go. Just let her know I'm gonna um. In the interview right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, you can't you can't push that all into somebody's mouth. You have to give. You have to really view your audience differently. And I feel like we have to start treating our audience in a different way mm-hmm. and really understanding that they're people. They're people with different personalities. Right. They're people with different experiences. They're not just this little dot that's sitting on your email list yeah. on the computer. Mm. And Maestro kind of walks me through how to make my courses more effective so that exactly. people actually consume the course. And if they consume the course, then they'll share it with other people. Correct. But if they buy the course, even if, even if it's an amazing course and they don't go through it, they can't really tell anybody else. Exactly. That makes so, so much that's sense. So that's what we did. We Instead of us trying to solve the typical problem like everybody else has done, which is they've a lot of platforms out there have solved the create and sell, you know, courses. Yeah. A lot of them don't worry about the consumption because consumption is going to make you more sales. Mm-hmm. It's going to provide a better experience. And guess For what? Sure. When people go through your courses, now they come up to you. You're the celebrity. You're the person that you're the company they want to do business with because now they've absorbed all the all the game that you've given them. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. But if only 5% of people are completing them, and not to, here's the thing. That's not to say that people are not going to buy more because they they still buy more stuff. Yeah, for sure. But you would have a better, like you would have better sales if you take if you just really chose to take more of a look at the way you have experiences with your people. So, like for us, for example, we know that people are into Netflix. They used to Hulu. They absorb they they absorb that. We started to dive into like why why is that why are people because it was an easier experience so we changed all of our student rooms to kind of reflect like Netflix the Netflix experience mm-hmm. and it it's a way cooler look people go through the content even more and they absorb that we also added um, in our platform customized experiences so this is other platforms offer this mm-hmm. um, that we seen it's like for the people that only completed ten percent of your content do you have a specialized message. It goes out to them to help them push to the next part of your content, mm. right? That doesn't exist. A lot of people don't have that. So we create these things called automation experiences where we can literally say, hey, we want to send these messages to people that only finish 10% of the course or 20% of the course or use this coupon or so we call them experiences. Mm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So, so how can... First off, I was going to ask you something because there's a lot of content creators or people who want to start a course, right? 
and uh, kind of tired of all these other platforms sure. where, because what you're saying sounds, it really, really makes sense. It can help me make more money if I can help people actually get through this amazing content that I have. Mm-hmm. So do we got like a discount or something from my, from my friends that's watching let's, this? Let's, let's hook them up, man. You know. They- all right. So, all right. Let me ask you this. And I don't, I don't know, but so with my morning meetup, I allow people to join for a dollar trial for seven days. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything set up to where they can kind of get in there and poke around for a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to do, we usually offer a 14-day trial for the people. We're going to do a 30-day trial. 30 days. 30 days. Get in there. And here's what I tell people. Don't just look at it as a trial. Like Maestro is a tool that can actually make you money and actually change your business forever. So in 30 days you should make way more than the cost of what Maestro costs. So they can get in for free, create yeah. their course, sell their course. Yep. For free. Absolutely free. For 30 days. You know what I like about that, though, man? Um, you are extremely confident in your product. Yeah. Saying like, yo, if you just try this thing, you're going to love it. Oh, I mean, it was only that we obsessed about it for about four years, you know, every single day. And it's also, man, listening to our customers, like, that's the biggest thing that I do. Like, I'm obsessed with the customer experience. And so um, when we even, even we just launched a whole new branding and a whole new site recently, and we went into our Facebook group, um, and we just started getting feedback, man. And the love was just like... Man, this product is awesome. Man, this changed my life. This changed my business. Thank you. This looks amazing. I can't, like, that's like, in, in a tech, I don't think people understand, like, how hard that is to achieve in a tech product, right? Now, everybody's not going to like your product, and that's okay, right? But me seeing that from, like, hundreds of people was just like, man, it was, it was, it was exciting. So now it even has me, I was just telling my team this this morning, like, you know, I'm obsessed with making it even better. So we got some really, uh, even outside of the things that they get in this 30-day trial that's going to make them a lot of money in their business, wait until they see over the next couple months, six months, even this year, what we do to even help them. Like, we're obsessed with how can we make more, not just put a bunch, because a lot of of tech people, they put a lot of fluff. They put a lot of stuff into a product where it does this, it does backflips, and it has nothing to do with what you're trying to do, right? Right. It has nothing to do with what you're trying to accomplish, right? So we said, we're not about to put all this stuff and just throw it in the product for the sake of throwing it in the product. Let's actually create stuff that they're going to use and let's actually create things that make a difference in this person's business because that's what's going to make sense. I love it. I love it. Yo, for for one, thank you. you I mean, I know you're like super focused on building Maestro, but I want to build some tech stuff. You got to help me, man. <laughs> I just want to get in the game. Cause you even, hold on. You ain't even tell the people what I did. Remember we met up? I went to the... Remember that? I went to the mall with you. I showed you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, you had the product, and I just straight up gave you some of the game. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, was, uh, it was so dope. So I'm like, yo, how the heck you do that? So... I was I was wondering like how to put together like this product or this app. And he's like, yo, open your laptop. I was like, what you mean? So I, I, she's like, he went to this little website. He's like, yo, you can see the back end of what all these companies are using on this other site. Yeah, yeah. And you can see all their plugins and how they built it. Yeah. That's crazy. It's almost like you can see the ingredients of a you can see the ingredients. Yeah. And then you study the ingredients and you realize that, hey, I could do this too. I think people, so so here's the thing. People make 
technology and even building courses and all this other stuff, they they make it complicated on themselves. Like, man, we just talked about boredom. Like, once you understand it, like for me, years ago, I was like, man, what, what is this? I don't even, what HTML, CSS, JavaScript. I didn't understand these languaging uh, things. Now, I tell people, um, I don't understand the full scope of it. Mm. I have people on my team understand that. Uh, but I'm enough to be dangerous. Mm. I'm enough to be dangerous. Like, I can look at code and see, hey, this is bad code. This is good code. Like, I can see that. Uh, so, for me, I'm enough to be dangerous. But where my focus is now is just making Maestro one of the best course platforms on the market today. And that, and and even, like, now people are saying that. But I'm like, no, wait till you see what we do in the next six months. It's going to blow your mind. Is the goal... As a legacy company or to get it to a point and gracefully bow out? <laughs> um, you know, we'll, we'll see. But right now, there's no plans of selling. You know, we don't have any plans of selling. We're committed to it. You know, we want to we want to be committed to it for the long haul. Um, you know, and that's just where our focus is right now. Good, good. Well, look, man, um, I, I got to... I need you to think of a deep ending, a deep closing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a quick commercial, but then I'm going to come back and you got to be, you got to put a bow on this thing. All right. This whole yep. interview. All right. Cool. So, um, real quick, this episode is sponsored by the morning meetup, themorningmeetup.com, themorningmeetup.com. Go to themorningmeetup.com and join uh, my program. So, it is a, let me just explain it to you, Justin, because yeah. it's the most amazing community on earth. Fact. And I need to figure out a way to make it, you know what? Maybe we need to figure that out, how I can techomize. Because right now, it's just hundreds of people that join on a Zoom call every single morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is amazing. But then now you got me thinking, like, I wonder how I can make it even more amazing. Even though the experience is amazing. Because we have a theme for the month as it relates to entrepreneurs. And every day, Monday through Friday, we're supporting the theme of the month. And we're teaching a different element. So people are growing in all of these different areas. Like this month, we're doing human behavior science. So we're talking the science behind sales, the science behind um, how we think, how do we become more self-aware? It's just amazing. So um, go to themorningmeetup.com and just be a part of the community. I'm there every single morning, Monday through Friday, myself. Yes, myself. This is not recording. This is not not like um, uh, video modules, even though we record the whole thing and they have a chance to go watch it later, okay? But it's amazing uh, community. And I'm going to do you, do, do you a favor and give you an opportunity to try it out for $1 um, for a whole seven days, okay? Just come check us out. If you love the program, you can stay with us. It's $79 a month. If you don't, just leave. It's all good. No contracts, <laughs> no obligations. But uh, join themorningmeetup.com because every time you join the themorningmeetup.com, you are supporting this podcast so that um, we can uh, keep this thing moving, okay? Yep. So, um, Justin. Yes, sir. I have to ask you. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast, mm-hmm. okay? I want to know what you see yourself doing or accomplishing or where you're going to be in the next five to ten years so that I can look back at this interview and say, listen, Justin said he was going to do that five years ago, ten years ago, and look, he actually accomplished it. So, what do you think, man? Five to ten years from now. Oh, I already know. Talk to uh, me. Already, Let's go. I already know. Uh, I already, in my head, already have the next five, ten years already planned out. So for me, um, I see Maestro really surpassing even my own goals with 
you know, 20,000 plus customers, um, all just excited, growing their businesses. Um, you know, I would say in the next 10 years, um, I'm really excited about what this knowledge economy has created. So for me, uh, I've recently have, have gotten a passion for venture capital because I realize there's a lot of companies that are underfunded. A lot of people don't have the same, you know, they don't have the same ability to be able to, you know, go four years bootstrap like I have. Um, and so I've been recently really trying to, um, you know, start my own investment company and really start to help out and acquire other mm. tech companies. So my goal in the next 10 years is to really um, be heavy in the venture capital, you know, private equity space and acquire mm. other tech companies and help grow them from what I've done from this. Wow. Hey, you're clear, ain't it? <laughs> clear, hey, don't get, I don't think it gets right, no right. He's like, listen, you gotta stop talking. I know exactly. I know exactly. I read this every morning from a four-page document that says exactly what it is. Cause that's actually how I I, I manifested Maestro. Is like I said, here's like out. I think I wrote some recently on my Instagram. But I said, look, man, sometimes you gotta see the building before it's built. Mm. You got to learn how to see the building before it's built. You got to, and what that means is, is you got to tune out the self-doubts. Yeah. You got to tune out the. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Haters, because you're going to have haters. You're going to have people who are even people close to you that's going to say, they're going to doubt, doubt what your ability is to do. Yeah. So for me, I always see the building before it's built. Yeah. So for me, people looking at me like, oh, this kid, like years ago, that had you looked at me as the kid on the south side of Chicago who was fired from every job, had you looked at me in 2006 as that kid, you would have missed the opportunity in 2020 to experience this right now, mm. right? And so I even say that for myself in 2028, whenever mm. it is, right? You miss this opportunity by looking at, and some people look at me as like a, you know, guru, whatever. I don't know what word they put on me. For me, I'm just, I say I'm a normal dude who realized his potential and unlocked the facets of his mind. Wow. That's what I tell people who I am. Just a normal dude that realized how great I can actually be. And I didn't want to get in that coffin. People saying, man, Justin was this. I wanted them to say, that dude was innovative. Man, that dude, not just how much money he made, but that dude figured it out. That dude pushed his limits. That dude did everything he could. That dude did the impossible from having a high school education. He did what people doubted he was doing. See, I, so I, like, they, I, I, liked, I like when people like look at me like, you know, I like when they doubt me. Mm -hmm. And I don't even try to, I, I'm to the point where my ego is not trying to prove them wrong. My, my thing is I'm trying to prove myself right. Mm. I'm trying to prove it in my head that this vision that you have of changing the world, you can actually manifest that. You can actually do it. So that's where my limits, that's where I'm trying to push. And so that's the 10-year goal. And man, I'm going to hit it. It's, oh, it's, it's, sure. no, it's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen. I believe you. 
hundred percent. I believe you. Look, <laughs> do me a favor. So for for the oh real quick for the thirty day. Yeah. Do they have to have a, a promo code? Social proof. Now, down. What we gonna do is have a link right below. Link here. Right down. Okay. They click it and they get right access to the thirty days. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. All right. So there's a link below. Yeah. Um. You click that. Thirty days free trial. Touch it. Kick the tires. Um, Make some money. Make some money. <laughs> we should do a make the money challenge. Make the money. Make money on Maestro Challenge. Yeah. That'd be a dope and actually, challenge. Um, you know, we also, here's the thing too. Maestro Money Challenge. Maestro, like Maestro Money Challenge. I own 10% of that, okay? Just <laughs> let you know. Uh, we also got this thing, man, and, and actually I want you to teach in it. Uh, it's called the Maestro Academy. And so what we have back there is just everything is included in there is training on how to grow your Instagram, how to create videos, how to do sales pages. All this is free content. So not only do you get the 30 days to Maestro, you also get access to all the free content that's going to help you make more money. Oh, I like so that. All of that is included. Uh, even we have a training on Facebook ads. It's so, like, all this is content that's absolutely free. We wanted that to be a Netflix experience. As well. And it's free. it's already in there. It's already in there. And it's so you, free coming with the, oh, wow. That's so you a game changer, the, you, get the tra- you don't have to pay anything else for the training. So you get the training and you also get the technology. What else do you need? See, some people just give you the training, which is great. I mean, there's a lot of great training out there. But see, with this, it's fail-proof because you have the tech and you have the training and all you got to do is... Imp- see, all you got to do is implement. Justin, that is a game-changer, bro. Yeah. Because yeah. Kajabi ain't about to teach you how to run ads. No, no. They're not, not, not a lot of... They, they don't. That's so a game-changer, like bro. And, and, and even now, today, we said, what... Like, I told you, we, we really live by that code. It's like... What can we do to make our customers more successful? Mm. So we created more. We're even gearing up to release more content of how to create your course. So we actually, you you made it as a joke, and we didn't even talk about this before the actual podcast, but we actually are creating a five-day challenge right now Ooh. of how to get your digital product created um, in five days. That's a good way to uh, erase me out of my 10%. <laughs> I was like, I was doing it already. You know what I was like, man, we already got that. <laughs> no, nah, but just man, I appreciate you, man, um, for stopping by. I really, yeah. really enjoyed our interview. Um, let the people know how they can find you, though. How definitely. can they connect with you? Definitely. So you can connect with me. You know, Instagram, definitely Instagram. The Justin. You married? No, nah, I'm single. Single? I'm single. Ladies, you can. No. <laughs> This ain't that type of podcast. But listen, hey, you might as well. They say, you know, you don't hit the shots that you don't take. Hey, man, I'll be doing it for y'all, okay? Brother, tech company got the green eyes and all that. Hey, man, you lit out here. All right, cool. How, how can yeah. they find you? What's, what's your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. So Instagram is the Justin Burns. T-H-E, okay. Justin Burns. Hit me up. I'm always on Instagram. Um, and you could just hit up our company, you know, definitely check out Maestro. For sure. Dot com. It's spelled M-I-E. Most people spell it M-A-E, but it's M-I-E-S-T-R-O. Again, you guys will have a link right below. Mm-hmm. Get started in the 30 days. Get your training on. And the one thing that I would just say, even the action step for everybody, mm-hmm. sign up for the link below. And what I want you to do is, is go through the training and then send me a DM on Instagram and you know, like, give me your success story, even if you're just starting off, whatever it is, and we're going to help you get even further. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, look, man, thank you so much for uh, coming by. You are really, um, outside of, you know, you having a platform to help people, it's really huge that you are a 
young black man that's doing it because we're Definitely. underrepresented in, in this the space. space. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. severely underrepresented. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, somebody watching this. Um, they see themselves in you and say, yo, if he can do it, I can do it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, so, that, and, that, and that's also a part of what I want to do is inspire the next generation of, you know, black people and also people that look like me to say, man, if he could do it, I could do it. Sure. And we, and you said something that's also one of my driving forces that there's not a lot of us in the tech space and we could build amazing tech companies too. Yeah. Um, we just have to stop thinking about capital as the limitation and think of creative ways and help each other. And then, yeah, we could go get capital. That's all great. Uh, but it's also about what creative ways can I do? What skill sets do I need to learn that, you know, can cut this in half and cut this mm. cost in half? There's a lot of skills that I have now that I didn't have to pay you know, other people to learn or, or you know, to have to, you know, uh, push it to my company. So once we learn that, that's also driving forces to see people that look just like me building other amazing tech companies. I love it. I love it, man. Well, uh, again, thank you so much for stopping by, man. And um, um, I love for you to just kind of close us out with a word of wisdom, man. You've been through so much and you yeah. are um, actually a uh, uh, one of the people leading the way for our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like your transparency. You're like, yo, I'm, I don't know everything about tech, but um, I know enough. I've, I've been in a lab enough to study it and find out who I do need so that I can build it. So um, that's really freeing for a lot of us, man. So if you could just close this out with a word of wisdom, that'd be awesome. Yeah, man. So I would just say, you know, like some people, it's all about perspective, right? Some people say we're living in bad times. Some people say we're living in good times. Mm-hmm. Um, choose your perspective wisely in this season. Um, in, in a lot of rough times, and this is speaking to a lot of people that are out there, the greatest, like, the greatest success stories were created from times like this. Mm. And so if you look at money as a limitation, you look at where you come from as a limitation, you look at your environment, you look at what, where you're at, all these other things that just becomes what we call stories in your head that only stop you from your destiny, that you're going to stay stuck and small. But everybody, everybody has a chance to play big. Like I say, that's one of my opening speeches on stage. I always start with, before I get started, I'm just a kid from the south side of Chicago who just realized how powerful he was and unlocked his mindset. That's what I always start with. And so if you're watching this, no matter your circumstance, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're starting, no matter how much capital you have in the bank, you have to be creative in this time. You have to push forward out of your comfort zone. You have to be able to go do extreme, you know, uh, just whatever it takes. Like that was my mentality. That's the mentality I have every day. I have challenges even now. It was, oh, he has a successful tech company, you know, with employees. But here's the thing. I have bigger challenges now and I have to approach those differently. So if you're watching this, make sure that you, uh, you have that self-belief, that you go out and you take risks and you get out your comfort zone. You don't worry about the money you lost yesterday or this didn't work and that didn't work. If man, if, if, I, if I, we didn't even sit here and talk about all the stuff that did not work. Mm. We didn't even have enough time to talk about all the failures that I experienced as a man or almost going bankrupt or the foreclosure was a small story. And so if you're watching this, I just want you, it's great to watch podcasts. Dave got one of the best podcasts in the game to me. But it's nothing, it's nothing if you don't get up off of this screen and you might be even taking notes from this. 
and do something with that information because that's where you make the biggest impact. I love it. I love it, man. Can't close it out no better than that. Do me a favor, man. Uh, go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something. Go build something. Study how you build it. Do yep. not miss the journey. Don't miss the steps because I need you to go back to your community and teach somebody else how you did it. All right, we are out of here. Peace. Peace. That was good. That was good. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.